his thoughts on downtown Battle Mountain too. I was more interested in showing off than writing a coherent song. Oh, but he made coherent songs. In, <laughs> what's good everyone this is the demo team podcast i know uh the i said my friends on fire episode already came out but i was kind of hoping this would be like our season premiere so mm-hmm. i mean we're gonna focus we're gonna focus on like some releases that we missed last year and some of our favorite stuff from last year we're also talk about some of the uh some things that's been happening with us also uh we brought on a couple friends today We've got Dredge Caddy on from, did I say that right? Yeah, just Dredge. Just Dredge? <laughs> yeah, just got Dredge. Dredge from uh, uh, At Your Throat. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good. Awesome, awesome. And we also have Mike Wesley from uh, Diesel Threads. Hello, how's it going? Pretty well, pretty well. So before we get started, I guess uh, we, like, as I said, we have some lineup changes. Um David, he's, uh, you know, kind of going through some stuff right now, but also he's trying to pursue like a music career and he's trying to go get into music school. So he's, um, he's, uh, stepped down from the podcast. Uh, Moses has also stepped down as well. And so we're kind of going to be cycling through some people in the next few months and seeing how things go. And these are two of them. We just did an episode with, uh, Tristan Nelson I guess two days ago. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be mixing it up a lot in these uh coming episodes. I just wanted to say like David and Moses were with us from the start. They helped create this, they helped decide the name of this podcast, and there's no bad blood, there's no ill feelings. These guys were here from the start. We love nothing but love and wish them all the best in their future endeavors. If they ever want to come back, they're welcome to like do an episode or two if they want but you know like life gets in the way sometimes everyone's got like different shit going on with the pandemic and everything shit happens man and like it's all love dude we have no problems with these folks so i just wanted to say and just give them like a complete shout out nothing but love like we miss you guys and we hope you guys just like you hang in there and you guys do what you want to do with your life you know yeah for sure i mean i'll be supporting david's music career no matter what Oh, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I mean, like, doing a podcast can be, like, kind of taxing for sure. And so I, I don't blame anyone for, like, leaving. I think we needed this, like, what, six months off. Like, I think we've, I think we've reinvigorated right now, right? Would you say so, Ryan? I, I feel like um, I didn't realize how taxing and mentally, like, wearing out, like, trying to arrange something week to week can be. But, yeah six months i didn't realize like how fast that can go by but yeah yeah. i feel like it's been invigorating i me myself like over the last six months i've had like a lot of changes i've lost some family members that have died you know my grandpa passed away 
I used to be in this band. I don't know if anyone, I, I don't, you know, I used to be and I'm uh, no longer with that band. And, you know, good luck to them, whatever they want to do with themselves. It's all good. But I, I needed time to get like more centered with myself and just kind of like figure out who I want to be and what I want to do. And I'm glad that this podcast exists because this, this has been an outlet for me to like, not just with the memes and the polls and stuff, but just having like a good friend like Cash, like to have my back through all these times has been monumental. And I'm appreciative of Cash. Thank you so much for being there, dude. I appreciate you. Dude, of course, man. Like we, I, you become a great friend of mine too. Like I, it's kind of amazing that this all worked out. And I, I mean, like I'm honestly like indebted to you, bro. Like I don't think that we could have kept this going if you didn't like keep making memes the whole time. You just kept trying that shit out and, here we are, and man, it's, it feels Great. like we didn't even let. It feels like we're better. We're like we're actually like more solid than we were like when we left. So, and we're very appreciative of Mike and Dredge being here. So I think today, you know, moving away from the emotional baggage, <laughs> um, we're gonna be talking about some stuff from 2021, shit that we missed out on over the last six months. So. Uh, Mike Dredge, if one of you guys want to talk about something that re- got released in 2021, I give the floor to one of y'all. It'll start us off. Let's see what you got. Uh, for sure. I think <clears throat> I'm a big fan of Coheed and Cambria. So their uh, upcoming album, they released uh, their two singles, uh, Shoulders and um, Cut the Cord. Um, they're returning back to the storyline of the amory wars and i'm super stoked i have all of the amory war comics to include the special editions i'm a big coheed nerd um and i think uh shoulders came out towards november i think both of those were like november december time frame and uh right now they got you know they're returning back to some of their older vibes welcome home um uh cut the cord has uh a lot of feathers type you know, typical, you know, the pop rock, but they still have like uh, the heavy riffs and the the strong chorus. So I think those ones have definitely been, those were actually uh, on my top 21 or 2021 uh, playlist for Spotify. And those have just been on a rotational basis just about every day. Shout out. Shout out like Coheed and Cambria fans, because like we all, we started as like a dance game and dance podcast. And with the polls, like, Anytime we put Coheed and Cambrian on there, it's almost like 95%. Shows up. Yeah, I, I would definitely be the one voting for, for the Coheed for sure. Because I, 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 uh, <laughs> I also watch Claudio on Twitch and he's always dropping samples of upcoming unreleased singles and album work. And it's 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 pretty uh, it's pretty awesome because he streams from his home studio. And he, you know, he gives like mastering, mixing, you know, tips and tricks and stuff like that, too. So it's pretty cool. Shout out hey, Mike, as someone who's uh, not really a Coheed fan, uh, not because I don't like him, I've just never given him a chance. I, I'm hearing that there's like, a, you know, kind of like this expanded universe comic album I, thing. Exactly. Like, where's the best place to start? Exactly. So, um, like I said, uh, Claudio works with Evil Ink Comics. Again, he's a freaking, you know, just business guru and he started a comic book company and he portrays all of the albums into one comic book um universe so basically it starts with um 
the uh, second stage turnbine blade. And of course that was their first album way back in 2003, but that's technically where it starts and they kind of work backwards. Um, but in the timeline, you're going to want to start if you're actually wanting to follow, you know, chronological order, it's um, ascension and descension, uh, the afterman. Um, and that's how the armory wars, Amory wars uh, came to be. Um, it's one mad scientist he creates basically what's known as the all mother and that's what now everybody fights over um but yeah that's where the story begins is ascension and descension one and two nice nice like shout out to that like business acumen like oh yeah creating crazy yeah like that's like intelligent because it's not only like because you know making music Ever, I don't know, like, I, I, I'm sure it's not common knowledge to, like, the common man that, you know, music is not a way to make money. It's not, unfortunately. No. And not these days, like, at all. Sadly, you gotta have that side hustle, and shout out to Claudio for having, like, the foresight to see that, like, he could make something more with his music, and it's worked out for them, like, incredibly. Oh, immensely. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. Um, I, ha- I got to see them out here in Colorado at, uh, the Red Rocks amphitheater and oh, it's I, such a great venue. Oh, it's so good. I, I didn't even have good seats. I was like up at the top, <laughs> but it was like, I was like two feet from the stadium, just like the sound from bouncing off the rocks back at you. It was just, it was crazy, but yeah, I got to see them and they did welcome home they did that one in their entirety and i was just like blown away like he sounds exactly the same like he does on an album like it's crazy i mean the dude's honestly brilliant like all around like he's a great like great singer like great businessman like it's man you we get him on here someday for sure that would be crazy that would be great that would be, I, that's like a dream guys for sure audio can appear on the game grumps i think we have a shot you know yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah i forgot he did that yeah that, absolutely there's 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 hope easily the most random appearance on game grumps yeah oh yeah it's crazy <laughs> i mean they had rob schneider but i think claudio is a lot more ra- random oh yeah for sure <laughs> so um that was uh mike uh dredge do you want to go yeah i think uh the album that kind of my favorite album of last year kind of took me by surprise was uh cu space cowboys the romance of affliction um earlier last year uh cu space cowboy did a split with if i die first with some former members of um from first to last um i was just on youtube one day and i saw that pure noise had updated with some new music videos and i saw this just this chaotic just beautiful, like almost love letter to like the early uh, 2000 scene uh, with both bands in like this red room, half red, half white, just beating the shit out of each other. Uh, and it like clicked immediately. Um, and, you know, at first I kind of, I kind of sold them, you know, both bands short and I was like, oh, this is just, a, you know, kind of like a throwback band. Um, but, you know, uh, kind of leading up to the the drop of uh, Romance of Affliction, um, some of the singles that started coming out, um, what was really interesting to me is that it was, you know, a little bit of the old and a little bit of the new kind of like melded together and something about that just uh, resonated with me really strongly. Um, that and uh, Connie uh, being, in my opinion, like one of the queer icons of the scene. Um, it's just so great to see a scene now that's, you know, embracing um, all sorts of people from all different, you know, identities and backgrounds. Uh, you know, coming up from the scene, I was kind of like a little, you know, awkward gay kid. 
And uh, to have like, you know, uh, See You Skates Cowboy, one of the songs off of the new record is called A Brief Moment of Lasting, in, uh, uh, Briefly Lasting in Intimacy or something to that effect. Uh, you know, the kind of the old school long-winded titles. Uh, but in the video, it's just like nothing but like queer representation. And it like woke up like the, like the angsty 17-year-old in me again. Uh, and just made me feel like seen. Uh, but besides like the emotional connection, just the music I thought was really stellar. Um, again, it's like you have like everything that was like great about, you know, early post-hardcore and kind of screamo in the early 2000s, but you have it kind of blended with some of the, you know, like kind of like the gazy, uh, gaze core stuff that's been going on the past like six or so years. Um, some SoundCloud rap mixed in for good measure. Uh, the wow. album's just sequenced like, beautifully there's a couple really strong interludes uh one that has a piano kind of like a final fantasy-esque kind of sound uh i you know i wasn't i wasn't even expecting them to drop a record at the beginning of the year so it was just it was super cool to kind of be caught off guard like that oh yeah hey and shout out that music video you were talking about uh my homie jamie kaufman's in that music video and like that dude's so freaking awesome because i was when i was in my band uh he actually took photos of me so it's like i'm oh, totally right I'm totally honored that my homies out there representing and I was just like, I've had my picture taken by that guy. So shout out Jamie. Awesome, man. And I mean, uh, on like both accounts, uh, I guess, uh, it's, I don't say it's like a throwback. It's like a, they're like, uh, respecting like the way the old scene, I guess, like the sound of it more than yeah. trying to sound like it, which I think like is cool. I mean, I think, the roots. Exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of people sell them short by just kind of dismissing them as like a, like a nostalgia act. I think there's so much more going on there. There's yeah, exactly. There's so much more. And it's like, and I think it's, and it's like, even if it was a nostalgia act, I think it's a cool nostalgia act because that was a great like period of music. Like, I think, I think we were almost spoiled, like growing up when we, I mean, like, we're all kind of, I think relatively in the same age, but like growing up in like, I think that period is just like, like that late MySpace, like, crab core and like yeah early post hardcore like that that was just a great era man yeah it took it brought back the memories of like going to a show to see like a big name act and then you know you have the band that's up and coming uh handing out like the demo cds that they ripped on their dad's computer uh kind of took me back to like that you know the glory days and then uh the other thing Hell though yeah. i guess like kind of contradictory of like the it being kind of like respect throwback is that there's so much more rep representation these days now. And it's like, there was a time when it really, that really didn't exist. I mean, like it never, it kind of felt very whitewashed for a while. And I, I'm really glad that we've like kind of diversified for sure, man. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. It's like, we've come a long way. I mean, it was like almost kind of toxic for a while. Like representation's important, man. Like some people complain yeah. about that shit, but it's like, you like, if you don't get it, you don't get it. And, and exactly. like, to people that don't experience and actually see people that are like them on stage or in a music video, like that shit's important. Like that, that shit etches into people's minds and it's like, it gives them hope. It gives them a feeling of, and like, it like inflates the ego, man. It inflates the mind. It makes, yeah. it makes people believe like, Hey, I can do that shit. And we need more of that. You know, exactly. more, more people need to be like, I can do that. Yeah, it's it definitely a weird last couple of years, especially with like, you know, quarantine, everybody having to stay home, people having to be by themselves and inclusivity is definitely important. I feel it. I feel it, man. Um, Cash, did you want to talk about your 2021 releases or you want me to go? Um, 
Well, one of my favorites was The World is a Beautiful Place and I'm No Longer Afraid of Dies um, album, Illusory Walls, which they're more of, they're kind of like that emo revival sound, but like they're always doing something a little different the whole time. They're always kind of like one off. And like originally they had like a band with like two drummers, like multiple string players, things like that, which they've kind of condensed their band down now. And it's kind of a different lineup. There's only one consistent uh, member these days, but it's a really cool album. It's like it kind of has moved on from that like original emo revival sound to more like I don't know exactly how to describe it, but it's just it's like kind of like the next step in that progression, and it's an hour and ten minutes long, but it doesn't feel like an hour and ten minutes long, and there's like songs on it they're eight minutes long 10 minutes long and like they don't feel like they're that they're like they're that long because they just, it's just such a you know cool album and i think the other thing about it that's cool is they really they kind of have i guess for lack of a better word like fan service to like people who've stuck around for i guess the last 10 or so years like the last song on the album is basically a history of the band which i think is really cool that you kind of you get to like i get with all the lineup changes that i think it's kind of like basically like shout out to all these guys who helped us get here along the way so and I like- and i saw them tour the album and they're, i mean they're one of my like bucket list bands and it was it was awesome seeing them i put a i streamed one of their songs on a our uh, facebook page but yeah it's a little different than what we usually talk about but you know it's definitely adjacent to our scene Hell yeah, man. I agree. I feel that. Do you have anything else you wanted to elaborate on? or? Uh, no, I think I'm good. <laughs> so, I guess for my 2021, I guess I should I should start with the elephant in the room. Yeah, uh, Idola. Big yeah. old yep. a thousand decent teams man's here, man. I, I <laughs> need my ass off for this album. And I gotta say, like, I know it's like some people are like, oh, I heard that shit like three years ago. I heard it in 2021, or you know, and it was good. <laughs> it's just fire. I really love that music video where John Mass is all screaming at uh, Andrew with the like the fucking Oculus like fucking head gear on. That's just like the I just mu- I, I need to. That meme video that. is sick. The mutual mutual fear, man, is so good. Oh yeah, good, good shit. 100. I'm very like that. That album was worth memeing for, man. And that it oh, may have sure. it may have cost me some. Some things they may have cost me some respect from some people, but you know what? I don't care. It was worth it. <laughs> Brian, but, what was uh, your favorite songs off that? Shit, man. Uh, I like that. How the like, you know, when the first track starts and then when the last track ends, like that. <laughs> I mean, I like all of it. Mutual fear. Like, I, I gotta like. I know it's like a cop out because it's a single and John Mess is on it, but that shit's fire, dude. It's so I can't good. help. It's so good. But um, aside that, um, I have to shout out uh, Hail the Sun. New Age Filth was fucking yep. right. so good. Was good. That was that so good. It was really good. Like, I feel like of all releases, like, I know, like, I want to shout out Bill Murray. That shit was cool. Yep. I didn't like it as much as I liked uh, Iggy Pocket. I, like, I don't, I hate saying that. Okay. I really do. But Iggy Pocket was fucking fire. Maybe hit, I mean, that's hard to follow up, it. for sure. That's so yeah. hard to follow up it's it's hard but new age filth i feel like that album literally probably one of the crispiest most oh yeah 
because it it's like I feel like that was Donovan like at his most pissed off. Like this dude's mad as fuck that Sandbar broke up and like everything yeah. changed. Yeah. yeah. He put that down, dude, hard as fuck. Yeah. I don't know why I see a critic score saying sixty eight percent. Whoever gave this a critic score of sixty eight percent go like fuck your ears, dude. Like you're there's so hot. <laughs> I I love Hail the Sun. I, I have like the I used to have like that stereotypical opinion like oh wake they're never gonna top wake wake you know untouchable oh, man yeah but new age filth dropped and like my it just opened my eyes like Donovan like you're saying I thought some of the strongest vocal performances he's ever had production was doing this really cool thing where they were like layering his voice against it and like mm-hmm. he was like harmonizing with himself so so cool he was pissed off as fuck I like I love I love it when people are pissed off and you can feel that shit it's just like that. Yeah. This guy's got something he has on his chest. And he needs to get off. No, for sure. I want to both New Age Filth and yeah. both New Age Filth and the Architect are both my favorite of those bands' releases so far. So, yeah, very strong, yeah. very solid oh, stuff. Yeah, exactly. I just want to shout out the Mars Volta for like I know they like re like re release like old stuff, but like shout out to them for even doing that because those fucking uh, like landscape tantrums and just all the old. Uh, was uh, uh, D Louse in the Comatorium, like how they like re released that, like the B sides, kind of like the unfinished, like that shit was dope. I just, I love that that they can just like do that and like the big middle finger to like record labels and shit because they own their masters and they're like, well, you don't own these. So shout out to them for being themselves. Also, uh, Konashi's uh, Dear Lemon House, like that shit was fire. It was good. I dug that album. Hello? Yeah. Everyone got quiet. I was just like, oh shit. Did I get oh, no, you're still, talk- <laughs> no, you're you're still, still talking. Yeah. <laughs> also, shout out every time I die. Like, oh man. Radical was a very solid release, man. Like yeah, I, I'm AWOL oh. was great. That was such a rager of a song. Yeah. Like I'll be the first to admit, like yeah, rest in peace. Like I'll be the first to admit I was more of a he is legend guy growing up. Like I, that was my southern shit. So but I can't, I can't not give credit where it's due because Radical definitely. Lots of people say that's like their best release. Like they they went out on top, and I agree that they 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 put out a really solid fucking album. And shout out to them. Rest in peace, man. Yeah, I thought the album had like the strongest intro. Just the the dissonance, and then Keith's just going spare only the ones I love, slay the rest, and then it just drops. Soul yeah. from the beginning. Hell yeah, I I agree with you, man. That's some good shit. Let's see. Um, Pacifica Adventure that came out last year, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, that, that was a, a solid. Yeah. That was a really oh, yeah. solid release. Millions, millions of miles yeah. of distance. Is that what it's called? The lead song. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that was that was a real solid release. Shout out to Esk Records, Kurt Travis, doing good shit right there, bringing some good tunes to all the people. Um, shout out to the Seafloor Cinema for. Uh, st- fuck, man, that that title's hard to say. Stereophonic something in sound. <laughs> words are hard cinephonic or whatever yeah it's it, I mean I, I fucking love that word. album that I can't pronounce <laughs> Raj I know you're the big seafloor fan here what, what were your thoughts on that I loved it 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 was it sounded like uh, like usually sorry I'm tripping over my own words here guys sorry uh, it was oh, like an arena <laughs> some of the some of the tracks were kind of like more arena rock for them um, with yeah. some like the synth lead-ins um, so I'm hoping I'm hoping that gives them a bigger fan base and you know gets a, you know 
gives them a little bit of an edge. Uh, it was this, like, this is their debut record on uh, Pure Noise, which is that was huge for them too, just announcing that this year. Oh yeah, and like I think the the we had Seafloor on the show, and that was like I think the Kickstarter just started. Like they were just still the Kickstarter band; they weren't signed or nothing. And yeah, we we were very lucky to get like an awesome album in Cinescope with stereophonic sound. See, I I just I remembered it. I didn't <laughs> Google it. I remembered it. <laughs> But that was a solid fucking album. Shout out to those dudes. Oh, yeah. We're gonna try to get Timmy, Zeth, and uh, Justin on here. And uh, yeah, we eight. somehow only got the people who departed the band <laughs> <laughs> the first time around, but still a good interview. Yeah, I mean, shit. Anthony got arrested for, uh, at a <laughs> like Black Lives the Matter next rally. Day. So good yeah, for him. Yeah. Oh man, fighting the Damn. good fight, Finally comrade. <laughs> That was no, that was a crazy time, honestly. When oh, we did yeah. that. Yeah, like on the arena rock thing, like it was kind of like it felt like so much more like not necessarily arena rock, but like more like power pop, I guess, like yeah. influence. Yeah, like coming in like more, it's somewhat more accessible, I guess, but like I guess just I don't know, it's it's a cool departure from their old sound. Not that I like I definitely love their old stuff, but this was this is definitely a cool album that they made. Um, and then, too, speaking of power pop, I think P.O.I.T.'s new single, uh, A Marionette. Oh, I'm sorry, A Marionette. I said it backwards. Oh, yeah, Marionette, yeah. Yeah, they uh, they had a, a song that came out in 2021, too, P.Y.T., and that was really good. Yeah. And that, that definitely reminded me of, like, Michael Jackson vibes. And that I thought it was a great song. I definitely put that on after work when I'm, like, just dying. And it definitely a good pick-me-up. <clears throat> Did, did um, also drop Why Can't This Be Love, the Van Halen? Yeah, cover? They, yes, they did yes. 2020 or 2021. I don't remember. <laughs> you know, <laughs> shout out that song because they like it's hard, it's hard to make the goofy ass Van Halen song sound cool nowadays, but they fucking <laughs> like own that shit. It, oh, for sure. And I mean, that song was, and that's like, it's a pretty daring like cover to do because that song was already like people have differing opinions about, it, let's just say that. <laughs> Oh, that was 2020 though. But yeah, it's 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 definitely like that was a brave choice for sure. And like they they told us they're like they're big Van Halen fans and and rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen, but a legend. And then another one too that I was like super stoked on. I'm a big Don Broco fan. I don't know if anybody else is, but uh, amazing things when they that dropped in October. Fell in love with the single Prince, and I I'm a huge like orchestrative um mix kind of person too and uh i think that chorus just that just like resonated with me too so i think it's i think that was another under uh underrated album as well hell yeah right. what do y'all think uh circus ep this year dude i love that shit that freaking was, um that lead single off that was so good uh what was it imposter syndrome like yeah that's I had that shit on repeat and just watching the music video, him getting his head shaved. Like I was like, this is fucking art. Yeah, just bearing his soul. <laughs> Rest in peace to that amazing blonde hair that he had going on. <laughs> that's cool that he actually shaved it. Yeah, that's that's some dedication, man. That's like, actually pretty cool. You, like I can't I I if somebody asked me, like, hey, you want to shave your head for a music video? I'll be like, ha, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait too much. Got way too much shit going on up here, man. Yeah, hard pass. Of course, I was supposed to get a mullet for 
uh, this podcast, but then the mullet became like a popular hairstyle somehow. Like, yeah, it came back. Yeah. It came back for a second. I, I think it's kind of like, I think it's kind of going back out, but like it was, it, it, it was the, really uh, have made sense to do it at this point. <laughs> it was, it was the mullet and the pit vipers that kind of like stood out yeah. for some reason. <laughs> Definitely an interesting hair, like period, but it's fun I'm, for sure. I mean, if the bowl cut can come back, man, I think any yes. hair. You know what? I think it might actually. <laughs> the way things have been going. I feel like, I think there are people who kind of have it like a bowl cut like. The Howard Wallowitz from Big Bang Theory. Bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. But shit. Um, it's hard, man. Like hair, like I, I usually just leave my shit alone and just let it grow. And I, I've been trying to like get into the habit because I have like my own pair of haircutting scissors. I'm a beauty school dropout, but I try to trim the ends, but it's it's hard. Like it's it's so much easier just not do shit with my hair. So shout out to not doing shit with your hair. Mm, I feel like I gotta cut it like more often now. Getting to that age where I can't just <laughs> Grow it out anymore, even though Ryan is older, but he's also a rock star. So um, I'm old, man. I'm just gonna keep being old. 33 going gonna, on 34. Get the bald eagle, right? Yeah, Somebody. I'm. I'm gonna. I don't know. If, no, I'm sure nobody watches WWE here, but when Baron Corbin had like the thinning, like bald, like the balding, like long stringy hair, that's that's gonna be me, man. I'm I'm never like is if I'm going bald and I'm just gonna have long, just balding, just nonsense. I'm I just can't cut it. Start putting it in a in a in a braid. Yeah, oh, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> that's, there you how, go. <laughs> that's how you get traction alopecia, man. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> <laughs> but is that's um. Thanks for dropping that term on me. Um. Tra- Traction alopecia, that's what happens when you uh, put your hair in a ponytail too tight. And you, it, it, it became like oh, okay. most people will become familiar with this term if they do the man bun and they do it way too fucking tight because that shit, you can make yourself go bald by putting your hair up too tight. So don't do that. Oof. Man. Someone should name their band the Traction alopecia. There we go. <laughs> Anyways, um, that Chunk Note Captain Chunk album was cool, but oh, it was kind of was great. from their old from their old sound, which I mean, I really love like their first album, the first two albums for sure. But that's yeah, a cool album for sure. Yep. Uh, Bitter for me is definitely one of my favorite songs off of off of their album. I think for me, I I was just so hype about it because that was definitely like a nostalgic band growing up because I saw them with Hit the Lights and um, and them. Uh, out in Chicago, and that was just like, holy cow, this is so nostalgic. Because I listened to Hit the Lights all the time too in high school, and that, and then them just coming back with that album last year, it was yeah, yeah, man, it was long wait, honestly. And I, I like, I was like totally rediscovering them too, like over the summer. Yeah, because what uh, they did that one single, what was that, 2017, Blame It On This Song, and that was like their standalone single, and then they just disappeared for however long. Yeah, band's got to stop doing that. Yeah, I was like... you from first to last. Yeah. (laughs) I feel it. 
Have you all heard of the band uh, Nevermind out of Salt Lake City? No, no I have not. No. Uh, so they've been around for a few years. They released their debut in like 2019, but uh, they dropped a new record uh, last year called uh, With a Rotting Heart. That They have a pretty interesting mix of sounds. It's like classic rock with pop punk and like slow, slow tempo emo stuff. Uh, real, real soulful vocalist. He'll do like uh, kind of like, He'll like run into the microphone or start like humming. Uh, it, it's it's great. Highly recommend that one. Just, All right, I'll have to look them up. Check it out, man. Everyone <laughs> listening, stop what you're doing. Go listen to that right now. But please come back. <laughs> yeah, never mind. With a rotten heart. <laughs> Out of Salt Lake City. Woo. Well, that's kind of cool too, because like Salt Lake City's, I that could literally drive there. So that's interesting. I like. I'm getting more into like regional stuff too. So that's good look. Honestly, Utah's been like punching above their weight recently. It seems like like Pawn, Idola. I mean, I guess the used, but um, there's definitely other bands too. But yeah, Utah. I mean, Salt Lake City is kind of an interesting place for sure. Pawn's not from there, but you know, Utah. It's all that Mormon in the water, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's all the that <laughs> I guess when you don't drink, maybe. That's the secret. <laughs> exactly. I gotta say, I spent I spent like three years in Salt Lake, uh, in the suburbs, a place called West Jordan, and all the Mormon kids were like, they raged the hardest at shows. My first warp tour was in Salt Lake City, and it was just like a sea of blonde haired kids. They all were losing their mind. It was great. All this built up angst. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another one too, I forgot about Gold Necklace. Like oh, that yeah. release oh, yeah. was fantastic kurt travis can't miss man no absolutely not daddy kurt cannot miss he's a he's a beast he just cranks out content all the time oh all the time just one after another i'm like dude how do you have the energy (laughs) curse the man he does all this shit and he comes on our podcast for two hours too (laughs) that's awesome yeah that's that's dedication like he's and he's like such a wholesome dude too yeah um ryan also i like that your video resurfaced of him calling out that dude and <laughs> on stage. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, it's because re- I saw it again on TikTok. Oh shit! It yeah, is? yeah. It was like two or three nights ago. I'm like, oh, Ryan originally posted that. <laughs> I was like, it's 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 resurfacing too. It's funny. Is it the one with the I set my friends on fire sample on it? Yes, it is. Yes. God damn it! Who keeps yep. stealing my shit? <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> well, I left a comment for you. I'm like, first of all, you need to credit Ryan. So let's not let's not be stealing content. Didn't get I didn't get a reply, but I got well, a couple I, I got a couple of likes on it though. I've had people comment on my YouTube videos, being like, "Oh, I took this to TikTok and I got like fifty thousand likes and fifty thousand views or some shit." I'm sorry, and I'm just like, "Fuck you, get out of here!" <laughs> <laughs> content stealer. Like, you Ryan, know how you hard it is to make content. <laughs> Ryan, you make it look easy, by the way. Just so you know. oh, effortless, effortless. Yeah, it's just effortless. You guys have no idea how hard I try. <laughs> <laughs> so hard we'll turn to like yeah my my kurt travis law dispute i set my friends on fire collab is originally on youtube with 370 views that's it that's all people care about man fuck you tiktok (laughs) i know i'm on there but i'm not i'm fucking lazy and i I, it's so like 
I like I hate to say this, like I do, because like everyone's always like, get on TikTok, get on TikTok. It's like I'm fucking shy, man. I don't want to like put my face out there. I don't. I'd rather my memes and my like talent be out there. I'd rather my screaming be out there. I don't want to put my face out there. I don't want to be no poster boy. Also, I mean, you are kind of a poster boy right now, but it's not really your face, <laughs> your memes. But like TikTok is yeah. kind of like hard to get into. Like it is. Like, I, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like. I've noticed with a lot of creators too, like once you hit gold, they just become, they almost become a parody of themselves because all they do is that one thing. And that's, that's it. Right. And that's it. Right. Yep. Whereas like you, Ryan, your, your, your memes, you do like Final Fantasy 7 memes. You do scene memes. You do scene memes that are Final Fantasy 7 memes. It's great. <laughs> and I'll throw a walk hard meme in there for some reason. And everyone's just like, what the fuck? This guy has like, he has, he likes more than one thing. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I I try. I, I I have, I'm sure I have undiagnosed ADHD, and like I I don't want to be pigeonholed. I don't want to be known for one thing, and I'm it's come it's come to some detriment. I've bumped heads with some people in the scene, and I've bumped heads with people that just don't like my content sometimes. But <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Who doesn't like your content? I, I I can't say, dude. I wish I could. I really wish <laughs> I could. I I wish I could fucking like shout them is it out. Rise and... Records is that is that who doesn't like your content? <laughs> uh, no, I I think Rise Records was actually more like I mean they like the year anniversary of One Thousand Decent Memes is coming up, and they they were more like they did not give me shit. I mean, I gave them shit. I, I have yelled at Rise Records Twitter handler like more than I should probably admit, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean for everybody, like, for the amount of people that do like the shit I make, the people that don't, it's very, it's very small and if I listen to the people that didn't like my shit, I don't think, I don't think we'd all be sitting here talking right now, so Oh, for sure, yeah but I mean, I do it because I love I love the scene, man. I love what music is giving me. It's giving me a second lease on life. It, it's it was there for me as a teenager. It was there for me as an adult, and it's there for me now. And it's like if I can make people laugh, that's all that matters, man. Like I'm not doing it to get famous. I'm not doing it to get popular. I'm doing it because it's fucking funny. Yeah, it is funny. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> A little concerning at times, but yeah, I've, I've heard that. I've heard people be like, it's kind of scary, man. I, I can't, I can't. Ryan, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> and then also you uh, make people uh, choose between their favorite bands on a daily basis. And I can understand some people being a little annoyed at that. Oh, I'm not annoyed, but like, you know. Why are you making me choose, Ryan? But they're basically insane. I've done I, that a few times on your polls, man. It's like, dude, I can't. I I cannot. I can't pick. I I have, I have had people display like the, the emotional turmoil they go through, and I apologize <laughs> if I put through people through some like existential dread. But it's like I ain't paying Facebook to promote my my page. I'm going to use this thing, this polls, these memes that pierce the algorithm because paying for paying capitalism and corporate America to like try to make me popular. Like, fuck that. I'm not trying to do that. We'll make you popular, Ryan. Don't worry. I got yes. it. <laughs> well, poor person, poor people don't have money to pay you Facebook. 
Facebook should be paying you for content. Absolutely. (laughs) Apparently, there's a reason for me to be on Facebook besides you, Ryan. (laughs) We got to be careful, otherwise, Ryan's going to be an NFT. Right. Oh, shit. shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ryan's going to start making NFTs for sure. Yeah. He's a nice fucking. I'm going to make, yeah. I'm going to make the NFTs nice fucking testicles. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can offer, man. I, I, I mean, if, if someone wants to buy one of my memes for like a couple mil and like I get that money, I, oh, shit, I, got, I better like start looking through the NFT market because people just steal shit. Someone could be selling my memes right now. You could be famous. As, as NFTs. <laughs> That would YouTube, be, I mean, YouTubers are going through it right you would now. You're flattered though, right? Like a little bit. No, I'm not flattered <laughs> that someone stole my TikTok. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pissed off. <laughs> like all I all I want, like if people steal my shit, like I don't like I don't care if you steal, if you give credit. Like credit is it. Like that's all I want. I don't want you to pay me. I don't I just want you to recognize that you're not funny. You had to steal something because you're not funny. Yeah, Ryan's not the Napster of memes. Let's not make that a thing. <laughs> if you make an NFT out of Ryan's um, memes, you better tell him and give him money. Or credit. <laughs> or credit. You keep your 2050K, man. Just give me fucking credit. <laughs> 180 split. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's the right business right there. I got to say, this is like good energy because I don't think we've had like random spiels like this in a while. It feels good. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess we talked about we were watching the other day and that was pretty fun. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I, also, I, think, I think that's like kind of like our some of our best content is when we just like go off. Right. <laughs> pretty lost much. Episode, but ben Rosette episode, a.k.a. the lost episode. <laughs> is, the ben, is there a Ben Rosette episode not uploaded? No, we have one. No, no. I mean, like we talked about Lost on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was some good time. <laughs> I think the only the only Lost episode we have is the uh, what was it, part two of self titled. Yeah, yeah. That episode's lost in the ether. We're never gonna get it back. Well, unless you start selling NFTs, because then I can get my uh, computer to uh, I can get them to do whatever the fuck they do to my old laptop and yeah. I mean, data. I think. It wasn't but, the original plan to sell T-shirts to fix that. Yeah, that's more hey man, like a, I can I can start putting some stuff up on my clothing line, man. I'm more than willing to do that. I mean, I don't. I think uh, for those unfamiliar, Mike, why don't you elaborate what you do with your clothes and stuff? Because I think all, all that gold was on your interview. We didn't really. That's not going to be public information. If you want to just. I mean, I don't want to like toot my own horn or make this about me or anything, but like I just the fuck out of that horn. <laughs> Unless, I mean, I guess we could do a whole interview for you if you want. Maybe. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't mind talking about it for a little bit, but uh, like basically, I have been a clothing designer for the last six, seven years. I just um, branched out into a shoe line, so I am now an LLC in the state of Colorado. Um, but basically what I do is just, uh, I, you know, graphically design stuff, um, for my, you know, my own originality, you know, um, but yeah, so I just started designing shoes one day. Um, and then I put an application in for this shoe company and they accepted me. So now 
I tie everything together in with Twitch. So I design my own clothing line, um, my own logos for my Twitch channel. And um, before I moved over to this new uh, clothing company, um, basically the process is I design it some, or somebody will ask me, I've had several, several families. I've had several people that have, you know, big um, charity organizations. Uh, I, We'll do pro bono stuff uh, for organizations. I've done stuff for uh, Save America's Music. So I've done a whole bunch of stuff for, for them. But normally, you know, I'll, I'll like to sit down, just crank out a couple of designs and throw them up on my store. And uh, I haven't really gone public with it yet because I have a friend back in Chicago that's uh, a web designer um, that's helping me out. So I'll, I'll be having a web website soon here that'll tie all three of those together uh, so people can just one click order or if they want a custom design they'll send me whatever uh, I'll use you know Adobe and I'll throw whatever they want together on a shirt and then push out an idea to them and then I'll save it and then I'll make whatever um, items they want crew necks hoodies t-shirts shorts sweatpants pillows whatever they want all right I can dig it yeah, I haven't really been focused on the shoe line, but or clothing recently because it's like I said, I'm waiting for the website. So I've just been streaming, but I do use stream elements uh, just for like for now. Um, so just people can click on a link on my Twitch page and they can just go to the stream element store and just look at to see what I have. Do you work with a uh, band's mic? Um, no, I don't. Um, I was originally with Rage On and then they went under and they're in a lawsuit right now because they owe me like two thousand dollars in commission oh dang yeah so they I remember they, yeah so they allowed um like the rent everyday people to throw up a design and people were throwing up like you know um copyright stuff and they weren't telling anybody so now like so example atari sued them back in 2019 for a quarter no like 25 million because people were putting pac-man and all this other stuff on their shirts they didn't tell anybody they went bankrupt and now they haven't paid anybody. So now I'm with a new company called print all over me. So I have a couple of, you know, other older designs that I had saved from Ray John and I threw those up on a shirt, but um, I'm starting to make new original designs with them. And um, that's what I'm trying to link in together with my shoes and my Twitch channel. That's crazy, man. Like, nice. The way, the way, what you saying, like Atari's coming after him because of Pac-Man and shit. It's just like, I see so many bands throw like anime and like, you know, Nintendo registered characters and shit on the shirts. And you like, you never think like, like yeah. most, people, most people get away with that shit, but obviously you like, they'll come for you if they fucking if, figure if, it out. If they find out, especially Nintendo, Nintendo's like so protective over their stuff, like, if Nintendo gets a, a whiff of anything, they will definitely come after whoever's involved. They don't care how rich you are or how poor you are. Or how, they'll, they'll come at you like you're like a fucking like major conglomerate. Like exactly. So there was there was this one time I actually had a uh, a Broly shirt um, on Ray John. I'm a big Dragon Ball Z fan, and I love Broly. And I tried to. Um, re-edit the photo in adobe photoshop to obviously not make it obvious but it was obvious and uh yeah they gave me a cease and desist order from uh funimation 
they messaged Ray John and Ray John got to me and I'm like, well, let me take this down real quick. But yeah, <laughs> the, if, if anybody finds out about it, yeah, it's bad news. Shout out to, uh, I set myself, or set my friends on fire for the Evangelion art on their new single. Hell yeah, dude. I was all, um, during our I interview, I was shouting them out because they have Godzilla on their uh, Versace Tamagotchi. Yep. I, I wanted to ask him, like, how do you get away with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think, too, um, because it's an older model Godzilla, so and, and unless that image isn't specifically intellectual property by, for example, Warner Brothers, you can use it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So like if, if it's not an intellectual property item, it's uh, free use policy. So that's why like a lot of designs, people will Google like copyright free example as so as long as there isn't uh intellectual property notice on it or it's not owned by somebody you can use it because of free use policy yeah all right i was like thinking who is there who are they signed with but i guess it's probably just free use though (laughs) right so if you're using it like or like and that's the that's the other thing too like signed bands like they'll have the lawyers behind it to, well they'll pay a fee to use whatever image yeah and that's why so a lot of people too so like dance gavin dance when they had that shorts when they had those basketball shorts that had the sacramento king design they actually they actually asked the team because i was talking about it with andrew wells one day and they actually talked to the team to re-edit the sacramento king's lawyer so they were uh logo so they were able to put it on their basketball shorts no, another thing I see that bands will do is they'll do like limited time drops where you can only put an order in for like 24 hours. Right. Because uh, uh, DGD did a Gundam t-shirt, which is my absolute favorite t-shirt. I don't even wear it anymore. Oh, it's dude. It wore it down. Uh, but they had it up for like 24 hours. I should have bought two. Yeah, I remember that shirt. That's I'm wearing awesome. one for hanging on the wall. Yeah, I should put it on yeah. the wall. Yeah, for those of you at home who don't know what the shirt is I'm referring to, it's it's like the OG Gundam from the 70s, and then it has yep. the uh, the robot guy, his head on top, where the Gundam's head is. Yeah. I remember you told us that in the interview, I was like, damn, I'm so fucking jealous of this guy. <laughs> yeah, I'd make a shadow box thing out of that. That's cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. So we gave Mike a little platform to talk about himself. Uh, Dredge, do you want to talk about it at your throat? Or yes. I- or we can uh, do a whole episode for you if you want a separate interview. Uh, oh yeah, I'll I'll save it then. I mean, I mean it's up I to you. Can... you give us like a brief. You give us a but brief I, thing. I'd love I'd love to just plug something uh, out of left field. Uh, I was uh, looking over the anime lists of uh, just the stuff that was released last year a few weeks ago, um, and I watched a show in one sitting called Odd Taxi. I think everybody should watch if you like anime. It's twelve episodes. It's like a murder mystery thing. It's about this taxi driver who's a walrus in Tokyo. Uh, and it, it starts really, really simple. And then it just kind of goes off the rails. It's like a, it's almost like a, like a Scorsese-esque film. It's, it's so good. All right. That sounds pretty solid, honestly. Very solid. Yeah, the, the older I get, kids get off my lawn. Uh, I, I love like 12, 12 episode animes that can just like tell me a story. Oh yeah, draw me in with your first episode. Uh, bingeable <laughs> content. I just I can't get enough of that now. 
Yeah, I feel that. The state of like watching things is kind of like, I don't know, it's a weird time because there's not really, actually, it seems like you really have to be engaged like for stuff now. And so like a short like series is awesome if you have to like be that engaged for that long a period. I have a friend who insists that I watch One Piece, but I just haven't been able to start yet. Because it's like a, a thousand episodes. Thousand episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I was trying to get my brother into anime, so I was like, "Here, you can watch One Piece," and he like kind of liked it. And I think he looked at the episode list and was like, "Ha ha, fuck that." <laughs> I feel it. Ryan, do you have anything? Um, let's talk about. I, I really want to go see that destroy rebuild until God shows and scary kids scaring kids show that tour looks fucking sick. And oh yeah, did Donovan say that he's like the he's filling in as the singer? no he's he just did he just did that one uh that he just did on Silent Night that was it. I, I asked I, I did ask him and he was like no he's I'm not going to be the singer full time. Because I, I heard Cole, he's going through surgery right now. Maybe they'll just have like a rotating, like legendary front man. <laughs> just get Craig Owens to do it, right? Like he's going, <laughs> I, this, this is what happened to Andrew Wells, man. They had him do two shits in one night and he fucked yeah. his voice up. We can't, we got to protect our beautiful singers. You're right. You're right. Um, I guess the other big thing happening is when we were young fest. Oh God. Yeah. Is it real? Is it going to happen? Is this actually a thing? And I think Nate Blasdo kind of like made a great from uh, I said, my friends on fire kind of made a great point where, where he's like, if they were real, they probably would have bought the URL before they announced everything. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, I was reading because uh, uh, Buddy Nielsen of uh, Census Fail, he's playing the show and he was talking about it and he was like, yeah, I understand like all the skepticism and shit. He goes, it's kind of like with everything, the way it's been with pandemic and everything, it's kind of like all these bands have been out of work for a couple of years and like the opportunity to hop on with My Chemical Romance was enough for majority of these artists just be like hell yeah i'll jump on like fuck i want to get paid i want that mcr money yep yeah if it's legit and it actually lines the pockets of all my heroes like fuck yeah like i'm fuck yeah yeah. for it that's also but i mean like the other thing it's like it sounds it's by the people who made the travis scott concert the astro world and so it sounds almost like they're trying to use this to pay their legal fees or something yeah, cash cash grab for sure yeah buddy mentioned that too he did say that yeah it's the same company but like he spoke to the person that's organizing it he goes it's not the same person that organized astro astro world okay i was Which gonna say mean, astro, it, it astro fest but <laughs> astro world. i mean it's it, the issue is like if everyone's gonna get trampled there i think the issue is they're like just gonna try to take everyone's money is more what i'm yeah about. i think they probably are gonna be on top i think everyone's gonna probably be on top of like like having the proper amount of people in a venue and like security things like that after astroworld i mean i would hope people are they they've learned their lesson on that especially for a concert like this but yeah 
who knows honestly <laughs> are people worried that they're just gonna kind of take the ticket money and run kind of similar to like yeah yeah so I- yeah because back in 2018 they did a same similar thing except with 2000s like rap and hip-hop and r&b artists and then they canceled the whole thing and because it's yeah. a non-refundable show everybody lost their money yeah and like the other thing though it's like i bet you they're probably it's live nation right and so i bet you they're probably hurting because of the pandemic too regardless of like everything happening so yeah and i mean which i mean not not that you should like feel pity for them or something like that but like they're probably looking to make quick money as much as everyone else in like this industry is so it makes sense. I mean, um, if they don't, you know, pay, you know, if, if this thing falls through and they don't refund everybody, I mean, isn't that just opening themselves up to like a huge ass like class action lawsuit? Not just from people who paid to go to this thing, but like the bands playing. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't know. I mean, if the bands don't play, <laughs> isn't. I guess they booked a date. That's, I mean, doesn't matter that much to the bands if they don't end up playing. I mean, like, obviously they lose out of money, but if it wasn't even, they didn't even work though at the same time. It's a weird, like, I would, I would be way more concerned about the people buying tickets and I, not like that the bands, but it seems like the people are going to get screwed over are the ones who are buying the tickets the most, I would say. The, the you most know incredible I mean? thing about this whole fest is I've heard from people I haven't heard from in like four <clears> years who have reached out and been like, dude, are you going to this? I want to go. You want to go with? Uh, so that's been pretty cool to see. It's going to yeah. be so fucking expensive. <laughs> like every single part of it. Like I'm really thinking about it right now. It's like, yeah. like, I think a, a very modest, it's like a modest, like estimation of how much it's going to cost. It'd probably be like at least a thousand, but it's probably going to be way more than that. Cause yeah. The nation's emo kids all going to Vegas for one weekend is just going to make everything expensive as hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and, and then I think the Vegas. VIP cabana tickets were like starting at 500 bucks and they were doing hotel and GA ticket packages and it's, yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. I guess, I mean, it would suck if they canceled it and you like had all the stuff booked for it, but I mean, I guess it is still a weekend in Vegas, so it's not necessarily the worst thing, but I mean, it's going to, I I don't know. I will believe that it happened when it happened. Maybe I'll go, I don't know, but if I do, it'll be like the last second thing for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking to f- forward to Furnace Fest this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um it'll be three days, which will be more my speed. <laughs> we're trying to get Mike Zimmer on or Zimmer, I think it's Mike Zimmer, but um he's uh he was he's the one at organizing Furnace Fest. He's doing so what this year and he did on Silent Night. And so I mean and he pulled off on Silent Night and Furnace Fest last year very well. So I think it'd be kind of cool to have Monsoon and have and talk about what's happening with uh wwwyf <laughs> yeah yeah i'm interested to see what he like especially with his experience with furnace fest if he's had like because there were a lot of like legacy bands from like the late 80s early 90s kind of po- post hardcore early post hardcore 
bands that kind of reformed just for that, just for that fest. If he's, you know, yeah. heard from like other bands who've been like, oh, hey, it, could we re- you reunite and, you know, play a show? Feel it. I mean, so what for sure is like what I'm looking forward to this year. And I mean, it's, I don't think it's going to end up being a fire fest, which is awesome. So I can, it's also three days it's in Dallas. And it's like, I always wanted to go to South by So What growing up, which was, is the old Dallas festival that they had with like, like honestly legendary lineups when I was in high school. But for some reason, whether it be like my parents were like, no, you can't go or like, didn't have money or some shit like that. I never got to go. So I'm looking forward to this year. And that has a cool, I kind of like the way people are doing lineups these days where like they have a, like a diverse set of genres represented as opposed to like just having throwback, a bunch of throwback email bands. Like it'd be cool if they had like, they mixed up a little bit. I feel that. Yeah. What's the uh, fest that's in Austin? Uh, uh, yes, I, yes, I stumbled a cr- uh, like because they do a lot of like free shows as like you know like it's just one massive fest on Sixth Street, and uh, I stumbled. Where did I walk into? And I can't remember, but it was like that. That was probably one of the funnest fests that I've ever like accidentally walked into on Sixth Street. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean. South by So What was really fun, but um, they tightened everything up. Re- like, because it used to just be like you can just walk into venues yeah. and like you'd go yeah. see shows, but they yeah. kind of tightened everything up recently because um, I went to I, I went to college in Austin, and I guess my sophomore year there, which I think was 2015, someone that this guy ran over a bunch of people with cars, and so after that they made everything like really you have to RSVP for everything, everything. Oh, okay. You have to get passes for stuff. Okay. So it kind of like lost that. But there's still like, there'll still be like a lot of cool house shows and things like that going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, that's literally what, what it was. Because that was like 2011, 2010 was when I was last down there. And I just didn't even know what was going on. I was like, oh, okay. But it was, it was cool as shit though. Oh, yeah. Sixth Street was like, and Sixth Street was always so much fun during that. Like, I remember like you'd walk past like a bar and there'd just be like people throwing ones off or whatever. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. It was throwing like mixed hate and shit. It was awesome, man. Yeah, it was a good time. It was absolutely and everybody was like willing to just hang out and just talk to everybody. Oh, yeah, it was it sure. was a good time. Yeah. In fact, actually, I think the last time I like really did South by which I guess that was uh 2018 i saw i uh saw dashboard confessional and for free and the other thing about that show was uh the mc called him death cap for cutie on accident before <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's it's always been a good time um one of the cool venues they have is they have a whole foods down there and you can go up on the roof of that whole foods and they'll have bands play oh that's cool yeah there's just all kinds of little things nested away in that, the way they used to do it. But, you know, I guess it's maybe, I mean, maybe like a little more order, like is good, but you know, it's not quite what it used to be. So. I feel it. You looking forward to any concerts? Oh, you already said uh, the drugs one. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to try to go. 
like I'm gonna see if I can pull some money together. Hopefully, knock on wood, I could get guest listed because I'm homies with a uh, a homie. I don't want to name drop nobody. Uh, I'm friends with my homie, and I don't want to. You know, I just uh, I want to go. I I really do because I I was supposed to go see Craig Owens. Uh, he rescheduled his show. He was supposed to play at the at the end of December. The show got uh, postponed, and I happened to just get fucking COVID the week of the Craig Owens show was rescheduled and the day of the show it was announced that it was going to be like a surprise live drug set for like acoustic so I missed out on seeing Jonah and Nick and I was just like ah! but I'm hoping I can get to go to this I'm hoping to go to the 1720 because I don't know how cool it would be to see drugs play scary kids play at Travis Richter from first to last venue I mean I saw the fall of Troy there. I've seen Duck Duck Goose there. The acoustics in that place are fucking amazing. I love that venue. It's horrible to take video there because, like, just the way the sound bounces off everything, it makes like cell phone video like sound like shit. But when you're there and you hear it, it's just beautiful. If you're ever in at Los Angeles, go to 1720 support Travis's venue because Travis is fucking amazing. I love Travis. Shout out Travis. Oh yeah, Swanfest. Shit, man. Oh yeah. Knock on wood, that happens, and knock on yeah. wood, they, they get Paul Troy to like come back, like they announced for 2020. Let's just say I come in if I come into a bunch of money. Soon, we sell an I would totally just like get Airbnb up there. I think we got some like it's supposed to be in Sacramento. I think we got some friends out in Sacramento that would probably hold you up for a night, my friend. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it'd be cool to like do a demo team thing out there for sure. Like that would be fun as fuck. Like, yeah, would, make our own little would, tent. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Go around with a little demo team. I don't know. <laughs> something. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, that, would, that would be very cool if I could pull that off. We'll see. We'll see. Of course, they have to actually do the concert. So. Have you guys have you guys heard about Italy? No. You guys didn't hear of a a, a certain uh, type of video being shown during their Senate meeting? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Now yeah, now I'm now I'm wise to that. Yeah. Tifa Lockhart. <laughs> yeah. So her- apparently I, I know this isn't music related, but we were talking about Final Fantasy a little bit earlier and I just like it clicked in my head. I don't know if you have you. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. I, I, I'm sure my homie here has, is a little wise to it. But apparently, during a Senate meeting in uh, Italy, one of the people on a Zoom meeting, shout out Zoom that we're recording with right now. Um, <laughs> apparently, during the meeting, uh, some very uh, smutty uh, Tifa Lockhart from Final Fantasy VII hentai started playing, and oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we know we know <laughs> why was, we fight but <laughs> <laughs> was this like a recent thing did it happen like super like two days ago yeah days ago, oh no <laughs> <laughs> i'll have to google that after this okay i'll have to look it's, that it's up. A, um i mean to be to be fair to be fair it's a pretty high quality video i can understand why people <laughs> i get it because I mean, I mean, Final Fantasy just came out on PC. Everyone's yeah. got like the assets. I get it. And yeah. you know, shout out Tifa Lockhart for being a beautiful woman. 
Now oh, everyone's going to go Google this right now. We're all going <laughs> to, we need five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if it's good enough for Italy, you know, buongiorno, man. It's good enough. Bellissimo. It's good enough for us, man. They're a very passionate country, so for sure. <laughs> they, love, they love to love, man. And I, I feel uh, it. No shame. Yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> That's what happens when you have all that pasta, man. <laughs> right. All that carbo loading. Yep. <laughs> Gives you all that energy. <laughs> oh, good times, man. But um, we got anything else to talk about there, Cash? I feel like we've um, covered every base. I guess there's a couple things. I mean, maybe like one or two things I want to say, I guess, before we head out. Um well, I guess first off, if you want me to like try to go to your concert or something, hit me up, I guess. I'll try to go if you're like within the Texas area, I guess. I mean, maybe like Oklahoma or Louisiana or something like that. I'll try to go. Like, I'm down. I, I fucking love going on road trips and shit. And I'm, my work's pretty flexible. And I would love to like, or like if you want to do an interview or something like a live interview or like something like that, hit me up. I mean, that's the other thing we're kind of like, I think we're kind of starting to venture into other mediums very soon. We got a lot of cool projects. I think we'd like to get done this year. So I don't know, maybe we'll on, I mean, we'll just see what happens, but like, I think we're going to try to like do YouTube videos and try to do TikTok and try to do all kinds of stuff. And I mean, like I've been going to concerts and streaming stuff and uh, maybe someday I'll get that website done and we'll start posting articles and stuff so yeah just keep an eye out for that but um shout out to all the people who uh interviewed with us this was a really really interesting process like it was like kind of hard to do it sometimes but like it, it's i think the big thing i t- took away from this that kind of like is helping me a lot right now i don't know about you ryan but like there are so many people who told us that like we have so much potential and like that they want to see us succeed and stuff and i think that really like like lit a fire in her mask. Maybe like they were blowing smoke or whatever, but pretty proud of what we've done. I'm like really looking forward to what we're doing. Yeah. I think like great guests and like, I think like one of my personal like favorites and I can like honestly see that we actually kind of made a difference and we instilled some confidence in would like shout out to Jordan Blake. Like if you know him from a Skylar drive or watch out there's ghosts, like, like a year or two years ago like this dude was like struggling like this dude was having like a hard time and like when he came on the show and like he saw how much like we're not just fans like we actually like care about this motherfucker like like just to hear him like to hear someone actually like start like getting emotional on an episode like start to like like you know i don't want to be like oh dude was crying but you know, like, this dude was, like, he, it meant a lot to him to, like, know that people gave a fuck. And he saw the reception. He saw people hitting him up. And just, like, the fact that, like, we can just, like, t- remind somebody, like, hey, man, you were the shit. And you still are. Like, that to me, like, that makes it worth it. Because, like, not oh, just, like, sure. them. And it was also, like, uh, fuck, his name's escaping me at the moment. Uh, Connor from Boys Night Out. Like, that dude. Shout out Connor from Boys Night Out because, like, they have shown up on our page, like, more so than, like, any other band. And they've always been supportive. And I'm very, like, I'm getting emotional just thinking. I'm like, I'm just, I'm happy that 
we can make a difference. Like we can like show like these people like not your music wasn't just music, man. Like that shit was important. It meant something to us. Like I'm just glad that we can like do something that's even like like a step yeah. in, the, in that direction. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And um, I mean that Jordan Blake episode is like kind of amazing because it's like. I see like her episode averages and it's like, I don't think we really did anything different, but like that episode got so many listens and I think it was just like word of mouth and people wanting to support this guy. And so, yeah, it's kind of amazing that we could do something like that. And it's like, yeah, I'm proud of what we've done, but I think I'm proud that so many people support us and want us to succeed. So shout out to them. Shout out to our homie Dredge and Mike for making time for us today. Like I, yeah, thanks for having I, us. On. I, yeah, of course. Yeah. And uh, hey, shout out to everyone who stuck with us like during these like six or so months that we were off air. Because like, I mean, this is for y'all for sure. And we're looking forward. To, we got so many episodes coming out. Like we we, this is the fourth episode we've done in four days. So, heck yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, and they're gonna. It's gonna be kind of a weird continuity, I'll say, because. We already released I Set My Friends on Fire, which is like the second one we did. Probably going to release this episode next because it kind of explains everything. So, yeah, it's going to be out, out, out of order. But, you know, it's... Those just, just know that you have an episode with Isaac Wilson of Dwellings coming your way. You have an episode with... I, I'm like, I can't even believe I'm saying this right now, but we have an episode with Derek Bloom from, from First to Last, If I Die First, The Color of Violence... Uh, Color of violins like i cannot believe i'm even saying that i hunted and i begged and i like pleaded for that episode like i bugged the fuck out of Derek for god knows how long but like he never <laughs> he, he never made me feel bad he never like said like hey can you like shut the fuck up like <laughs> he was he's a sweetheart and like that episode is probably like easily it's one smart. of my favorites he's he's a sweetheart man he like literally like sat with us for like an hour while we were trying to figure out discord we never figured it out yeah he, <laughs> he he's like yeah i'll download skype it's no big deal like he downloaded skype like just to like talk to us and he get, he didn't he didn't sit there for 20 minutes he didn't sit there for 30 he he gave us a whole hour until we had like nothing left to say and he, like shout out to that dude man like thank you Derek, for giving us the time man such a cool dude and honestly i think we were both so on for that episode um i mean we got andy sizzik coming up jordan blake's coming back um yeah there's a lot of cool shit happening yeah we're just excited like to bring this new chapter and like only have mike and dredge come back like i don't know i don't know what the future for the lineup i think cash and me are always going to be the ogs and we'll always be here Uh, we're we're hoping to branch out and have like the demo team be like a collective maybe just like exactly like a, like a big ass family like like you know i don't want to like tell you guys like oh like you guys can't come back or like tell you guys like hey we're done like bringing you back like i would honestly just like you know if we could we can make this like team like bigger than it's ever been and just try to make this like the best like I think i'm about that that's awesome yeah. And there's definitely some people we didn't get around to interviewing. So like, and I think we definitely owe some of y'all and you're keeping an eye out for anything from us. I know uh, the interviews weren't Ryan's favorite thing, nor mine, but we're, I think <laughs> I'm, we're down to expand this family. And I think, and I think it's worth doing it. We like, honestly, Mike, for example, we, uh, I don't think either of us were really looking forward to doing like what our eighth interview that week, but like we 
and we were like almost about to like not do it, but then we ended up loving Mike. So here he is. So <laughs> yeah, like I said, man, I totally appreciate you guys, and I get that too. Like, don't want to do it for whatever reason, but I totally appreciate it. You guys are amazing dudes. Ryan, I always laugh at whatever meme you put on Facebook. It's hilarious. Like, you guys are awesome dudes. I appreciate it, man. But I think that pretty much wraps it up for us here today. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. We got a lot of some more great stuff coming your way. Um, this is Ryan signing off. And, uh, hey, Cash. go give our boys Mike and Dredge some love. Like, if y'all want, y'all can drop y'all's handles or something. Like, yeah, social media, yeah, whatever you guys want, man. Like, Dredge, you can go first, man. All right, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, at Dredge says, and then at on Insta at Dredge plays the sage. And then myself, uh, twitch.tv slash diesel threads. Um, and then it's diesel threads across the board, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and then TikTok, diesel threads. Um, same name everywhere. All right. I think that does it. You can follow Cash at Cash the Toolman Spicer at Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I want to say one last thing. <gasps> Dance Gavin Dance Baby <laughs> Demo Team Podcast Season 2 Woo! Woo! Yeah <laughs> We did it Yeah Well, that, Follow that's Ryan it. Ryan Rex Rex kills uh, Ryan slash slash right <laughs> <laughs> it's, Yeah If anyone who's ever been following me And is familiar with the Ryan slash slash handle Yeah I'm not in Stay Still anymore I'm not Ryan slash slash like sorry I'm Ryan Rex Rex that's Ryan R-E-X-W-R-E-X. That's that's the that's the shit now. That's that's what you're gonna find me on everywhere. So yeah, yeah that's pretty much it. You guys have a great night. Yeah, you, you guys too. too.